Hey you, welcome to Proud Diaspora, a podcast by one of you for all of us. I mean, in the 21st century, we're all migrants, just to cite an article of the National Geographic. All of us are descendant from migrants. It just happens that sometimes you can immediately tell by a simple glimpse of somebody's features, or you have to go deeper and experience the culture to realize it. Whatever it is that makes you a proud diaspora, I want to celebrate it with you and pay an homage to all the transnational communities. My name is Fahima Makanga. This is Proud Diaspora. Welcome to the first episode of Proud Diaspora. I am Fahima Makanga and I'm here with Sheila. Hi. Nice to have you here. I'm really happy to be here. So today we're just going to talk about the whole topic to get an introduction about, you know, the actual term diaspora. Also talk about ourselves as we're also part of diasporas. And I think we're going to have a great conversation. Looking forward to it. Let's get into it. <laughs> All right. So um, I would suggest that we start with a small quiz. A quiz. Okay. I only have one question. Okay. That's a but... good quiz. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a very big question. And there are going to be like some terms that some may not heard of, which is the whole point, because I really want to talk about them and um, get to know everything so that after this episode yeah, you can have some meaningful conversations also ask some, some questions and uh, yeah should I just start? I'm ready <laughs> are you sure? I'm never ready for a quiz but I will be for this one <laughs> okay so the first the first and only question is <laughs> of this quiz which one of the following terms is not kindred or similar to diaspora is it transnationalism post-colonialism sectionalism or transculturalism not similar to diaspora not similar Okay, I would go for sectionalism. Why? To me, sectionalism means something into the direction of departing or breaking off of something. Mm -hmm. While I feel or think the diaspora is more about inclusivity, um, remaining ties, remaining a connection with each other, um, and with people who have a similar back background to you but did those people not break from their country of origin um yeah they did but it's not like they left their whole um whole culture and traditions behind and i do think that um diaspora is really about including and remembering your ties to your home country or to your homeland and what you deem home so it is more of transculturalism as you say it as they bring their culture yeah with them with them exactly like you take your roots with you which would also include the transnationalism yeah I just for those so. but can you can you also say like what trans like that term trans is because obviously we all know what culture or nationalism is but like it's the word trans in front of it what does it mean Whew. Um, I've never thought about identifying the word trans when it comes to culturalism or nationalism, but I do 
think that trans means something like across or beyond something let's say if we're talking about transnationalism i guess it's beyond just like your national borders mm -hmm. beyond your country um mm -hmm. and transculturalism i guess is across you know like you spend your culture across countries or across people okay yeah fair enough i would like i, I would also totally agree with that and um all right so but then we have another one left mm -hmm. which was post-colonialism yes what do you think about that in terms of like is it similar or kindred to diaspora post-colonialism hmm. i've always understood post-colonialism more as you know an academic study as an academic field and theory that has to do with i guess coming to terms with colonialism and what colonialism did or still does and letting BIPOC or previously colonized people speak. Mm -hmm. So it's actually a good question. What does it have to do with diaspora? Because I mean, in a way, I feel like I see it connecting people who have been exploited over hundreds of years with each other and talking about it. And, you know, examining the power relations behind colonialism. Mm -hmm. But I view diaspora to be way more positive. Mm -hmm. And empowering while colonial post-colonialism really deals with the negative things yeah yeah I, i would definitely agree because the word colonialism is is already like very negative mm -hmm. so i would also say the same all right um like that was a great explanation but you said <laughs> another word that um i think you should explain which was bpoc okay um bpocs um is a word to describe Or when you talk about i hate this word but non-white people okay yeah let me explain so bpoc means black indigenous and people of color it's a more inclusive way to describe black people to describe indigenous people and to describe people of color especially when talking about them more in a group like of sense a lot of people still use the word people of color which is necessarily wrong why i mean it's not necessarily wrong to describe heterogeneous group of people from different origins who are experiencing racism, who are experiencing discrimination based on their origin or their color of their skin, their futures. Mm -hmm. But um, BIPOC with the B and the I capitalized was introduced to include black and indigenous people. Mm -hmm. A lot of times black and indigenous people are left out from conversations, are left out when it comes to tackling discriminations or racism and as history clearly shows and the pat the contemporary like the present we're in also shows that black people as well as indigenous people they experience a dif different discrimination and even like stronger racism and a different form of maybe not stronger but a different form of racism that other people of color who are maybe of, of lighter skin mm -hmm. or a different background do not experience so with that they are actually highlighted yeah okay. to highlight them and to highlight um also maybe the intersections of their um experiences okay <laughs> Whew, okay uh <laughs> we literally just talked for a couple of minutes and we had so many new words included and um, i mean you can always google if you don't know these words i know you can right? always google if you don't yes um, fully understand yes. google is free <laughs> it is you're right it is 
All right, so um, let's move on to the actual definition of diaspora because, okay, we've heard a lot of things, like we even talked about the people it, um, it would include, etc. But I think it's also very important to have like a clear definition. Okay, so diaspora actually refers to a group of ethnic and or religious minorities. Okay. So that is... Okay, so, so that's literally the sentence that um, describes it very, very briefly. Um, so obviously, like, we live in Germany. Mm-hmm. And if you are a German and all, like, let's say the last three or four generations of you um, are also just traced back in Germany, then you are not in the diaspora because okay. you live in your country with in which your ancestors have lived as well mm-hmm. but you are a diaspora if for example you came from turkey or uh, bulgaria or whatever and um, your parents moved to germany and but you still actually experience and practice um let's say the language the culture and everything from back home okay so basically in this new country Okay, so basically, is my mom is Namibian, my dad mm-hmm. is German. Mm-hmm. I was born in Germany, mm-hmm. so I would belong. I belong to the diaspora because of because of your mom. My mom. Um, I'm the first, no, second generation, I guess, in Germany. Yes. she wasn't born. She was born back home in Namibia, uh-huh. and we still practice, you know, our cultures, our traditions, yes, holidays, and all of that. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so so that's what it's basically says that you still have all the ties back home all the um you know the relationships and um yeah so but the actual term diaspora Mm -hmm. was actually long referred centrally to the experience and expulsion and enslavement of the jews and jesus so yeah okay so many people know the history of the jews in germany they are the biggest group of diaspora in Germany and the historical core of the meaning was an important point of reference for the identity of Jewish population so that was the first group that was identified with this word diaspora which is actually a Greek word and yes so that's like the background but um the modern concept of the diaspora is related to the shaking of hegemony of white Europeans and Americans. So that means the adaption of ethnic and religious um, of the others to the called core culture. So that is like where the colonialism, post-colonialism and everything mm-hmm. comes in. And um, in this framework, the violent experiences of assimilation, colonizations and persecution of ethnic minorities and their resistance to assimilation and oppression, um, oppression were also given greater prominence. So they started actually to talk about what happened. So that's why we actually talked about this further um, big words like post-colonialism, transnationalism, etc. I see now where especially post-colonialism comes in and why diaspora is so important to a lot of people. Yes. Yeah, so because those minorities were actually robbed from their... um, 
from their history, from their like from everything they had, diasporas started because they wanted to actually remember their heritage, but also obviously it's also adapting to the new culture. So when those two things are combined, diaspora is happening. Yeah. So um talking about all the things that happened caused the social merits and cultural contributions of diaspora groups such as Jews and African Americans come to the fore which is also like leading to the positive interpretation of the term diaspora um, because we talked about the negativity of colonialism and everything so diaspora is actually something positive and it um it has promoted the adaptation of this term by other groups of people mm-hmm. um some of whom had migrated in the recent, recent past okay yes um if we can sum it up what what does diaspora mean what is a diaspora so the paradigm of diaspora term has undergone a change of meaning mm-hmm. all right so first we were actually using it to describe people of the jewish faith yes and now we are using it for a variety of migrant groups and we actually have six significant features that describe a diaspora which is um dispersal collective memory alienation respect and longing for the homeland a belief in its restoration and a self-definition in terms of the homeland so yeah those are the things this is really interesting what you just said because i always just you know i thought of a diaspora without really thinking about what it truly means like i feel like it has a definition for i have my own definition i have my own sense of belonging to one But I never really thought about okay, where does the term actually come from? And I never knew there were significant features to describe the diaspora. It's more like when you live somewhere that's um I guess different but also your homeland, but different than your other homeland. Mm-hmm. Um and you I don't know, you you connect with people who have like a same history or you and have same experiences and a same or a similar culture you don't really think about defining it you just accept it definitely and the thing is um we actually don't know how important diaspora like how important it is for us because i was talking to to my flatmate earlier and um she asked me what it is and i explained it to her and it was so funny because she said oh like after i said everything she was like oh like It is kind of um the same as the German diaspora in Mallorca. You know, <laughs> the Germans that go there in Mal- because yeah, they all love it that I they think- actually have the same culture and they can speak the same language even like in a foreign city and obviously they're just and for the holidays there but 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 is it a diaspora if you're just there for the holidays? No, but, but 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 many of them live there. I mean, but haven't you, you seen the shows like <laughs> Many of them actually moved there. So we actually love to see people who are like us no matter where we are. Mm-hmm. We love it. I mean, so many times when um I'm in a different country and somebody speaks uh, German or Luganda, I'm like, "Oh my god, this is so cool." And then you just yeah. you just like this or you don't. Like the people like immediately, like it just depends. And, I guess it um, all has to do with a sense of belonging. It has to do with community. Yeah, definitely. 
And it's always good to have a nice community, so. That's true. Yeah. Okay, I have a question though. For okay. you. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> We've talked about um, what's a diaspora. We've talked about different terms and features that go into a diaspora. Mm -hmm. But I don't know, and I feel like your listeners don't know why Proud Diaspora. Why is your podcast called Proud Diaspora? What's your idea behind it? Why did you make this? Why are we doing this? <laughs> why you do that? Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I have my roots in Uganda and I was actually also born there, but I grew up in Germany. And um, so growing up here in Germany, it's um, my parents were studying here and yeah, they started working here and everything. But obviously, even though, yeah, they like Germany and um they are living very well here it's that as we just talked um you're always happy to actually you know remember your roots so they started um an organization mm -hmm. which is um uganda community nice. and um yeah so it's it was my hometown which is nuremberg and it was just a community where all the ugandans were helping each other so it was basically things from um, helping them um, get their kids to the right schools and everything. So those who have lived there longer, they could help them out or even like translating for them and um, up to celebrating together the Ugandan Independence Day every year, where then we cook our home meals. And so what's uh, a traditional meal? What's a traditional or meal? Or a typical Ugandan meal that you cook? Uh, that would be matoke, which is also translated into like cooking... No, wait. Cook... Cook banan. What is it? Uh, cooking... Cooking banana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Well, yeah. Kind of. <laughs> and um, yeah, and we also have a type of fufu as well and um yeah many other things yeah so actually seeing them here living in in germany and also like using kerspetzle or uh close mit sauce but also like <laughs> meeting their friends to mm -hmm. um talk in luganda and um teach the kids about the culture and everything that like thinking back makes me a proud diaspora mm -hmm. and that's why i wanted to start this podcast because we all have our background and we should not be like oh i'm like everybody else no you're not and it's cool and you should embrace it so just be proud of it i love that that's beautiful thank you <laughs> <laughs> so i can clearly hear the significance that you can diaspora hold for you and you're belonging to a diaspora but do you feel like you only belong to one or more like can people only belong to one diaspora can people belong to more than just one um definitely you can belong to more than one diaspora because as we said it's about the nationality but also religion like it's so many different things so um for example yourself you are german namibian and you're christian right i am so that would mean obviously like if if you move to like here in germany you do belong to the namibia diaspora 
So if you, for example, move to Dubai, you would belong to the Christian diaspora. <laughs> and then if you, for example, and then in Dubai, you would also belong to the German diaspora. So um, yeah, there's more than one. And then for myself, it's my parents are both from Uganda. So I'm from the Uganda diaspora, but my mom is a Muslim. And my dad is okay. He he doesn't have a religion <laughs> anymore, but he was Christian. So, so yeah. So those would be also two things mm. that I would, if I move somewhere with that, where that is the minority, and that is something that I want to embrace. I would actually be part of that type of diaspora. So, in a sense, it's all about what culture, religion you take with you wherever you go and yes. how you choose to embrace it and to celebrate it definitely like it's it's all just about you it's it's about your cross border loyalty lo- loyalties mm-hmm. and because obviously there are some people who live their countries behind because they don't want to have they don't want to have anything to do with them which is also totally fine and acceptable mm. so they leave that one behind and actually just adapt to the new environment and just take that one over and start a new chapter. And so yeah, it's all possible. Okay, gathering from what we've talked about, both of us, we do know we belong in a wider sense. No, in a smaller sense to the African diaspora. Yes. But then you to the Ugandan diaspora and me to the Namibian diaspora. Um, and we're really aware of it. But do you think there are also people who do not know they belong to a diaspora? Or maybe they know, but they don't know exactly which diaspora? Or well, which roots? Def- definitely. Because as, as I told you, like, there are also some people who actually left, let, let's say, like, left their country because they don't want to have anything to do with it. Yeah. So that would mean their future generations will not know where they actually come from because they're not really experiencing it so but then we also have like the example with the african-americans who did not say oh i don't want to have anything to do with my past but they were just robbed from it so they do know they do belong to africa but they don't really don't know where exactly but they know they are from the african like african-american diaspora so they have also like then the opportunity um, which they practice to make their own um, tradition so that means they go back like they look to africa look at those traditions and adapt them to their african-american life so like for example in the past few weeks like actually the Kwanzaa Fest, that's a festival that goes for like seven days, which is an African-American festival. And it is actually a combination of some African things and traditions combined with their own American traditions. Everybody who wants can look up the Kwanzaa uh, Festival, which is the main example of people who want to show their loyalty to their past where they come from okay that's really good to know so this means we'll hear more about diasporas 
Definitely, because most of my friends are from diasporas and I'm excited to actually show you how great their cultures are, how proud they are to actually belong to those cultures and maybe even talk about my culture a little bit more. But today was just about the whole vocabulary so people don't get lost when I talk too much um, about diaspora, BPOC, blah, blah, blah. So um, I hope I'm, um, you're going to listen again and i'm excited so tune in people this will be amazing <laughs> thank you for being here sheila this thanks was great. this was a lot of fun <laughs> all right see you bye, bye.